0: Bridge Toll, California customer service number.
1: Highway miles to the gallon. Ford Focus.
0: Thailand cave rescue operation.
1: What is schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California.
0: Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's
1: engagement?
0: How long before a gift? wedding should I send How out save the dates? How many games are in the first series Use of the NBA? Use IMAP to playoffs.
1: check find email best on best other best email clients. Spot. Identify fonts where from where to memory. find. We were four Kobe years. Habit Welcome to the.
0: Voices of Search Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to talk to one of my favorite SEOs about the recent shift in his career focus. Joining us today is Kevin Indig, who is the Director of SEO at Shopify, which is the leading omni-channel commerce platform, enabling business owners to design, set up, and manage stores across multiple sales channels, including web, mobile, social, marketplaces, brick-and-mortar locations, and pop-up shops. Shopify currently powers over 1.7 million businesses in approximately 175 countries and is trusted by independent business owners and brands, including Unilever, Allbirds, MVMT, Kyle Cosmetics, and many more. I'm pretty sure my favorite brand, Miles Apparel, is a Shopify user too. And today, Kevin and I are going to discuss e-commerce platform optimization levers. And this podcast is also sponsored by Hrefs. All right, on with the show. Here's my conversation with Kevin Indig, the newly minted director of SEO at Shopify. Kevin, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast.
1: Hey, Ben, it's a pleasure as always. This is what, like the third or fourth time now? I lost
0: count. I wish it was every day. It's always exciting to talk with you, <laughs> talk about SEO. I'm excited. Shopify is <laughs> one of my favorite brands, one of my favorite tech platforms, and it's something that powers a huge portion of the internet i'd say it's a i don't know it's a website maker is it a a storefront a back end it's kind of all of these things and you're kind of in a competitive space you're competing with i don't know there's this little boutique website called amazon maybe you've heard of it yeah and then there's uh you know squarespace and wix and all these other players that are your website creators there's a bunch of other carts as well you're in a crowded space so how are you, you know, optimizing SEO for Shopify store owners?
1: Yeah, that's such a good. And by the way, you know, every time I'm on, it's a treat. So super happy to be here. Super happy to talk shop, literally. It's the first time I came up with this pun. Oh man, I have to I have to still write this down. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> but on a serious note, it's very interesting from a couple of perspectives. On the one hand, we have this almost fluid product that is, as you mentioned, a storefront, a payment system. You could call it an e-commerce platform. On the other hand, we compete for the same markets with aggregators like an Amazon or an Etsy, right? But they're not direct product competitors. So what that means in a nutshell is that before I joined Shopify, one of the first thoughts I had is we have to build a marketplace. We have to build a scalable site where we list all the stores and all the shops And then when I came in, I very quickly realized that it's the exact opposite of what we actually want to do because we're a platform. We're not an aggregator. Meaning we help merchants build little Amazons, little Etsys. I mean, not not exactly, right? But we help them build their own storefronts instead of us aggregating all the storefronts out there, which is what Amazon and Etsy and a couple of other aggregators are doing. Then you also have the website builders, which have some commerce functionality, but also are not e-commerce platforms, right? They help People build all sorts of sites. And then also you have the kind of the stripes and the other payment gateways. So we're kind of a mix of all of these. And our kind of purpose is to help just merchants become more successful. And then we become more successful at the same time. And it sounds like very cheesy, but that's how the mechanism works, right? If merchants make more money, we make more money. So that is kind of the big play. We're a platform, not an aggregator. And SEO is very important from two sides. One is, of course, it's a major acquisition channel for Shopify itself to help more merchants come on and uh, choose Shopify. And on the other side, SEO is very important for merchants as well, right? Because we know that SEO is a major e-commerce channel and uh, we want to help our merchants be as successful in that as possible.
0: So Kevin, talk to me a little bit about what are some of the challenges that you're facing trying to optimize your platform, not an individual store. That's a pretty large challenge and I'm sure very complicated. Talk to me about some of the things that you're thinking about working at Shopify.
1: Yeah, there's so much, man. My brain is fuming every day. But in general, there are a couple of bigger challenges that we face. One of them is that Shopify is very well-known in the Western world, but there are also many markets around the world where Shopify does not have the same brand strength and where Shopify needs to build out certain features, right? For example, privacy in Germany, super important. That's a kind of niche or vacuum that some competitors, especially local competitors, have filled. So the game is different when we focus, for example, on the US compared to... APEC, EMEA, or other parts of the world, Uh, Latin America, of course, as well. So there are lots of local differences, which means that we also have to run a net new local SEO approach, right? We cannot simply copy paste our strategy from the US into the rest of the world. We have to think about what are topics that people in, say, Chile are interested in, or in Poland, or in France. And sometimes there's even a kind of contradiction that we have to solve, whereas certain topics that are very popular in the US or quote unquote the Western world, are not as popular or have a negative reputation in other parts of the, of the world. So that is one kind of challenges, like scaling globally. And then for our merchants themselves, the biggest challenge is that SEO is a zero-sum game. You have 10 positions and not more, which means that... Unless you
0: count position zero, which, you know, or Google taking your content. But anyway, we'll- <laughs> yeah,
1: sure, 10 <laughs> positions, go on. Right. In some
0: positions, some... Asterix, 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 except for the ad units, and go on.
1: <laughs> that is oh god that's a whole different play right google shopping and, and whatnot and then knowledge graph and yeah there's a lot more out there for sure 10
0: to 27 positions but 10 let's roll with 10
1: but let's go for like 0 to 27 positions right because some serves you can just forget competing for it. which means that not every like to make that tangible and, and there is some truth to that joke because uh, not every merchant can optimize for sneakers right however there's this principle of the long tail which means that On the internet, there's an infinite amount of smaller categories that attract or that are suited for a small user base or customer base that isn't really feasible in the offline world. So, what that means is online, you can sell manga printed sneakers. I'm just making something up, which is really hard offline, right? Imagine like going to Chicago or San Francisco, opening a store for sneakers with uh, manga prints going to be pretty hard to make a living off of that or even just pay the store rent. However, online, you can ship across the whole world. And uh, luckily, Shopify has a fulfillment system or logistics system. So we can make that happen. And that is part of the challenge for merchants is that there's this big, shiny category, right? But they're probably better off going after a smaller way they can succeed.
0: So let's break this up into a couple different pieces. What I'm hearing you say is... From an SEO challenge perspective, first off, you've got an international brand with different privacy concerns, uh, different brand and awareness considerations. So you've got the problem of SEO optimizing, which is search engine optimizing, optimizing. Anyway, you have the challenge of optimizing the Shopify brand. And there is the marketing of the Shopify platform that on some level you're responsible for. And then there is the second consideration which is how does the platform function so the end users have an optimal experience and have the best opportunity put to put their content in a position where Google will consume it where are you spending most of your time are you you know thinking about optimizing and getting more people on the platform or are you focused more on some of the technical implementations to make sure that the end users, the the Shopify customers, are showing up for Shopify?
1: The majority of my time is spent on bringing more merchants to Shopify. That is the number one priority. And then we're forming a stronger and stronger muscle around making Shopify better at SEO out of the box, providing more functionality. And so far, you know, I, th- I think that makes a lot of sense too, right? Because I'm not sure if it would be filling a full-time position to just like bring SEO features to the platform. Also because there's a big difference we have to make between things that look nice and things that actually make a difference for merchants. So my main job is to bring more people to Shopify.
0: Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. All right, so you're focused on using SEO as a marketing channel for Shopify. Then the thing that comes to my mind is, all right, great. You've got this brand and this platform and you can create content around e-commerce and some examples of some of the vendors that used it and all the sort of knowledge, all the FAQs and knowledge surrounding the use cases for Shopify. But on the flip side, on your platform, there are all of these brands that are creating all of this content and the content is for their specific website. Are you doing anything to sort of take advantage of all of the content that the Shopify platform is producing and putting that in a centralized location so you get some SEO value out of all of that.
1: Yeah, you know, it's tricky. I don't think we capitalize on that. And I also don't, we have this, I don't say like an aversion, but we have this heightened sense of awareness of quote unquote capitalizing of our merchants. And I know that's not what you meant by any means, but I just wanted to kind of make that clear because we're so passionate about our mission to kind of help everybody kind of be successful in e-commerce that we don't do a lot of capitalization of the data that we get from merchants. We have a good idea of how, we have a very good idea of how every merchant performs and you know how they are doing. And we have a very good idea of the challenges that they're facing. And that's what we're putting most of our effort into, right? Is to make sure they have not just SEO as a channel, many channels to succeed in, uh, when it comes to SEO, that they can set themselves up for success if they choose to, right? If they want to. The biggest challenge kind of is that it is very hard for SEO to give kind of a prescription that fits everyone because it's such a zero-sum game. But I think we have a very good understanding of what the SERP landscape looks like for e-commerce, what the challenges are that stores. It is basically anybody faces an SEO. And I think that's something that is unique to Shopify because we have such a unique angle with a ton of data. The the thing is that while we try to like understand the challenges that our merchants are facing at scale, we don't pull any data that would put them in a competition with us or us in a competition with them.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. And I've thought about this. I was trying to explain to my dad who was looking to make some investments. He's like, hey, your stocks are doing better than my stocks. What are the ones I should buy? And I'm like, I'm very pro Shopify for 10 years, right? Like I see Amazon as the incumbent and Amazon is this sort of universal storefront and that's great when somebody knows what they want to buy they go onto Amazon they search for it but to me the browse experience which is you know another huge portion of e-commerce right we used to do when we go to the mall remember when we used to be able to go outside and talk to people you would browse and that experience is now becoming i create a shopify store i launch some facebook ads and when I'm scrolling through my feed in Instagram and Facebook, I see this product that Facebook knows to target me. And I boom, I'm on a Shopify store. The experience is incredible. And that's what I was trying to explain to my dad. Like, hey, Shopify is for the people that are browsing for products. Obviously, you know, there's SEO. and But there is no end destination that centralizes all of the things you could buy on Shopify. It's a distributed platform. So talk to me about some of the challenges working with that type of platform as opposed to this kind of more traditional marketplace model.
1: It's such a big difference and so important. So I'm glad you pointed out. With a traditional marketplace model, you have a scalable site and the limit is really your inventory, right? So you scale your site through your inventory, you set up categories, you add extra features like reviews, comparisons, guides, all that kind of stuff. You can scale really well. With a platform business, you're basically a SaaS company. So we're that's kind of the kind of misleading thing about Shopify is that we are in e-commerce, but we are a SaaS player in e-commerce. And so we have to think like a SaaS player, which means that the content that we create for the most part is all self-created, right? There is, sure, we have a community, we have a couple of scalable sites, but not to the degree that a, a big e-commerce marketplace would have. And so we think much more along the lines, what are all the, the topics that merchants care about? And that it's not as straightforward as it might seem because you have different types of merchants, right? You have people who might use a different solution right now and I think about coming to Shopify. So they're dealing with a unique set of problems. Then you have people who currently have an offline business and they're thinking about coming online and they face a unique set of challenges. And then lastly, you just have people who have been toying with starting a business for a long time and they might be very close to actually taking the leap, but they still have some questions before. So there is an overlap between all these groups of potential merchants But there is also a lot of area, meaning a lot of topics, that they each care about individually.
0: Now, isn't there a missed opportunity? I know that Shopify has a mobile app. I think it's just a shop app where you can not only see your Shopify transactions and understand when they're going to be delivered, but you could also do sort of a universal search across the entire Shopify network. You know, if you're putting that experience in a mobile app, you know, if that moved to a web, A, it puts Shopify more in direct competition with Amazon as this universal hub to buy anything because you could look across all of these stores. But it also gives you access to all that content, which boosts your visibility, your domain rank, your authority, which in the end helps the merchants. Why isn't that a play of trying to aggregate everyone's listing under one domain? to make this true Amazon competitor in SEO?
1: You know, from an SEO perspective, it's really the golden goose, right? It's kind of the A-bomb, like the big move that would make SEO, I don't want to say simple, right? It never really is, but so much easier. At the same time, we're so like, and maybe don't be evil from Google is kind of a a good way to compare it. Like we really don't want to become a place where you have to seek rent to succeed. And that's the fear that we have. Like it would be a quick, win for discovery to just aggregate all these products or even all these merchants under one directory. But at the same time, the step then to say, hey, you have to pay to show up on top or who even shows up on top, that is a question that we don't want to deal with because we know it eventually leads you down the path of then seeking rent or monetizing that. And we just we have more interest in thinking about how can we make every single merchant or store successful. And if you're thinking about the mall analogy, it's really about the mall versus the small mom and pop shop or the small store around the corner. And we're interested in creating way more stores around the corner and allowing people to build their own businesses instead of becoming part of a huge cockwheel where they have to share their revenue with the aggregator that they live on.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess I see your point. I appreciate the perspective of trying to focus on providing value to your end customers. I I might argue that you can create this universal directory and provide the experience, give your customers another opportunity to be found and you don't charge them and you're being wonderful. Not evil, but uh, there's probably some business considerations into doing that too. All right, Kevin, I'm excited to hear all the things that you're doing at Shopify. I'm excited that you're SEOing the crap out of one of my portfolio holdings, one of my favorite companies. And uh, we're going to bring you back tomorrow. We're going to talk a little bit about some secrets for success for the actual Shopify store owners. So that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Kevin Indig, the director of SEO at Shopify. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Kevin is going to give us his SEO secrets for Shopify store owners. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to contact Kevin, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Kevin underscore Indig. That's K-E-V-I-N underscore I-N-D-I-G. Or you can visit his website, which is Kevin-Indig.com. And from that website, you can find his growth memo weekly newsletter and links to his Techbound YouTube channel and podcast, which he hasn't invited me to be a speaker on. Hmm. What the heck, Kevin? Anyway.